Hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here and welcome to the Redeemed and Restored podcast where we connect every Friday so that together we can intentionally discover the faithfulness of God. So today's episode of Redeemed and Restored is called More Full Circles and I hope this is a blessing to you. We're continuing to take a break from the progression of my descent into deception. This continuation from the week of incredible examples of God's faithfulness that I shared last week will spotlight once again the goodness and graciousness of our Father. I trust it will give you a track to run into 2021 on with my closing scripture to ponder. I filmed the introduction to this episode on the front porch of our 100-year-old craftsman house where we're going to be taking some extra time off during this time of the year to just be quiet before God and see what he is saying. So take a moment, write a review on Apple so that even more folks can find this podcast and be encouraged, or you may even know someone who needs to hear this message. So please share the link with others. You may even want to visit my YouTube channel to see the video version of this podcast and connect with the conversations happening over there. Just head on over to YouTube and type Athena Dean Holtz into the search bar and you'll find the video broadcast there. So, hey, let's get started. Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here for this week's edition of Redeemed and Restored. Today's segment is titled More Full Circle Moments. And this episode is going to air on New Year's Day. And just let me say, while 2020 was a struggle for so many people, all I could see over and over was God working good out of so many bad situations. So going into 2021, I want to encourage you to keep your eyes on the God who is faithful You heard me share last week some incredible full circle moments from my trip to Florida. And for today's broadcast, I'd like to continue on that theme of God's faithfulness. That's really big time what we need as we head into 2021 to remember he really does work all things together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purposes. You'd think I had enough full circle Romans 8.28 moments that week in Florida, but even on my last morning there, God had more for me. I got up before sunrise wanting to make the most of my last moments before heading out to the airport at noon. And at first I was going to go to the coffee shop and have a nice big cup of hot coffee, but I was just drawn out to the beach. I figured I can wait for coffee. His presence was tangible, and I wanted to be as close to him as I could get. I listened again to the song that Shelley Brown had sent me on Monday of that week. She had sent it encouraging me to keep my Sabbath holy. It's called Linger by Gateway Worship. Here's just a few of the lyrics. I don't want to hurry. No, I don't want to move. You are my sanctuary, my upper room, so I'll linger here with you. Whoa, I downloaded the album by Gateway Worship, and it just continued to play. 
the next two songs were handpicked by God for me for that very moment. As I stood there on the shore, the pelicans and the blue herons and the seagulls were flying overhead, and these lyrics just washed over me, called Living Water. And I'd encourage you to search for it on YouTube to hear it. Water of life, what if I said I was thirsty? Bread of life, what if I said I was hungry? Would you pour your spirit on me, Lord? Or would your glory fall like the waters fill the sea? Living water, cover me. As if that wasn't enough, the next song spoke directly to my ongoing challenge of the enemy's lies that continue to resurface as a result of my dozen plus years of spiritual abuse causing unnecessary fear. As I stood on the edge of the water and I faced the sunrise, these lyrics empowered me like never before. The name of the song is Stand in Your Love. And again, check it out on YouTube. When darkness tries to roll over my bones, when sorrow tries to steal the joy I own, when brokenness and pain is all I know, I won't be shaken. Nope, I won't be shaken. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. Okay, so you'd think that would be enough, right? I guess he wanted to make sure I really got it, that he really does love me. So I'm walking back up to my cottage to get packed and halfway up my phone dings. Hmm, who could be texting me this early? It's eight o'clock Eastern time. So way too early for anyone at home to be texting me. I opened my app and I saw a message from Marlene Salcher, a dear friend from San Antonio. Her text read, You came to my mind this morning while I was laying in bed praying. And this song came up yesterday. Love it. And again, reminded me of you. The song was by the choir at David Jeremiah's church, Shadow Mountain. I think it was originally recorded by Hezekiah Walker, but the lyrics completely blew me away. Faithful, faithful, faithful is our God. Faithful, faithful, faithful is our God. I'm reaping the harvest God promised me. Take back what the devil stole from me. And I rejoice today, for I shall recover it all. I was blown away. It took me until I was almost to the airport before I realized the full circle message from Marlene. So let me just provide a little backstory. When I was in San Antonio in 2013, seven years ago, I received a Facebook message from Marlene asking if we could meet, that she wanted to hear my story of what happened with Winepress. We met at a quaint little restaurant, and I told her the whole story. She was dumbfounded, but so grateful that God had opened my eyes and delivered me from all of that deception. Now get this. The next thing out of her mouth went something like this. I'm sure you don't remember me, but I've been to a number of Mount Hermon Christian Writers Conference events, and 
you were there on faculty each time I went. I was always too fearful to approach you. So for the last 20 years, I just watched you from a distance. I've had this manuscript for a long time. And now that I've heard your story, I want you to help me get it published. What do you suppose the topic was? Yep, one of my favorites, hearing God's voice. We went on to move forward with helping her publish a beautiful hardcover book, and her message really helped me in my healing at that time. We ended up going to church together, and she walked with me during the beginning of my restoration that occurred in San Antonio. And ever since God brought my Prince Charming and I headed back to Washington, she has been encouraging others with my story of redemption and restoration. To have her hear God tell her to encourage me that day and the way she did, the lyrics, the very moment that she did, I was just totally in awe of his goodness. So fast forward to some defining moments over the last few months in 2020. We recently had a virtual Christmas party for some of the ladies who've been frequenting my daily Facebook Lives on my author speaker page on Facebook. And uh, one thing we did to get to know each other a little better was to share our life verses and then our goals for 2021. And most of you could probably guess that my life verse is Romans 8.28. And I continue to stand in awe of how God keeps working all things together for good in my life. Athena, I don't know how to tell you this, but just last week, God woke me up in the middle of the night and he told me that I needed to let go of a good portion of my work that I do for Redemption Press and the responsibilities that I carry. I choked on that and said, Cynthia, why? Are you sure? I was on the verge of tears. She responded, hey, I have a manuscript that I have to finish for my contract with Moody Publishers, and there are many things that God wants me to focus on for my own personal ministry. This is really hard for me, but I know I have to be obedient. So Cynthia and I sat in my bedroom at the venue that we had rented for our team retreat, and we were just wrapping up a year of incredible growth and success, even in the midst of the pandemic. Cynthia and her cousin Andrea and I were the team who emceed the She Writes for Him virtual event that we had in May and worked closely with the She Writes for Him leadership team for our 21-day boot camp and the She Writes tribe. Stunned was an understatement for the way I felt at that moment. I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? She's such a gifted content creator And we have such great chemistry, the three of us. How will this affect our ability to deliver on all the plans we've already set in motion for 2021? Lord, please, you have to give me your perspective. That was early November of this year. And since that time, we've both been so busy that we hadn't even had a chance to determine which areas of her position she needed to give up. 
I would just be crying out to Jesus, Lord, why am I feeling so nervous about this? I just had to remind myself to trust God during this time. And finally, not long ago, we worked out all the different aspects of her position that she felt she needed to hand over. Just this last Monday, we nailed it all down. And within two days, count them, two, God provided a replacement, the perfect one. Carol Tetzlaff is an incredible woman of God. We met at the Speak Up conference three years ago. And after attending the She Writes for Him conference and a subsequent boot camp, she decided to put her yes on the table to start the process of publishing her book with Redemption Press. So not only is she fruit of our She Writes initiatives, she received her degree, get this, in curriculum development. She has the ability to take a vision and break it down into logical steps to get it done. She's super creative and creates such amazingly quality work and totally has the same visual and creative tastes as I do, just like Cynthia does. Then God worked another full circle to take some of the ideas Cynthia and I had been discussing and just were always too busy to ever do anything about and try and implement. He orchestrated for my radio friend, Joy Ware Miller, to join the team in developing some new promotional services for our authors and even those who don't publish with Redemption Press. I just have to tell you, this is another crazy full circle. Joy and I met at the Right to Publish conference 20 years ago when she was living in Ohio and I was living here in Washington. I remember having a 15-minute appointment with her. They call those one-on-one appointments with the editors and publishers. And I just gave her some suggestions for her writing. She had an amazing story of tragic loss in her family. So our paths have crossed since then and we've stayed in touch, but we've never had the opportunity to work together until now. And oh my, what a joy, pun fully intended, it is to create together to build up the kingdom of God. I am just so amazed at the way God is taking something I thought would be such a huge loss and he's using it to catapult both Cynthia and I in new directions. Romans 8.28, once again, up close and personal. God really does work all things together for good in so many ways. Can you look at your life and see his work redeeming and restoring? I bet you can. I know you can. Okay, so wrapping this up, or I'm going to land this plane, I want to give you something to think about as you enter the new year, 2021. After such a rough year for so many in 2020, these familiar scriptures spoke to me in a special way over Christmas. So I want to share them with you. In Matthew 2, verses 1 through 12, I'm going to read the scripture to you first and then tell you what jumped out at me and just the desire that it birthed in my heart. 
So starting in chapter 2, verse 1 of Matthew, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of the religious law and asked, Where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they all said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people, Israel. So then Herod called a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child, and when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too, which we all know was a lie. All right, verse 9, after this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Well, I'll tell you what, I want to be like the wise men. Here's what they did. They saw, they took action, Remember it said, we saw his stars at rose and we have come to worship him. Then they persevered. The wise men went their way and the star they had seen in the east guided them. They had to persevere to get there. They were filled with joy. When they saw the star, scripture says, they were filled with joy. They worshiped. Scripture says they entered the house, saw the child and his mother Mary, and bowed down and worshipped him. They gave generously of their treasure. Scripture said they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And finally, they listened and obeyed. The last scripture, verse 12, said when it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. So here's my question for you. What is your treasure that you will give generously to Jesus in 2021? I want to encourage you to really ponder that. That was just, all I could do was think, Lord, what treasure can I give you in 2021? I want to commit my treasure to you, Lord. And I want to encourage you to ask that same question and find out what it is 
that he wants you to commit to him in 2021. So, hey, thanks for joining me today and happy new year. I look forward to coming to you next week as we resume my climb out of my years of spiritual abuse and into complete redemption and restoration. And as usual, I'd sure appreciate it if you would do the drill. Like, follow, share, and comment on the episode. Maybe even share it with someone that needs to be encouraged. I would love to connect with you and hear how God is working in your life. My name is Athena Dean Holtz, and this is Redeemed and Restored. So thanks for joining us today on the Redeemed and Restored podcast, brought to you by Athena Dean Holtz and the Romans 828 Bookstore, a division of Redemption Press. I'd love to have you review and share this podcast with friends, family, and others who could use the encouragement. And be sure to check out my YouTube channel at Athena Dean Holtz for more tips and tools to help you find the faithfulness of God. So thanks for joining us today. See you next week for another episode of Redeemed and Restored.